Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and today I am happy and excited to scream once again with my good friend Giselle, host of Who Asked Me podcast, because they dropped some new Love is Blind this week, Mm -mm. Um, and I was like, who's going to scream about this with me? Giselle will. (laughs) Yes, I will. Are we also screaming about Summer House? Of course we're going to okay. screw. Listen, because I have, I have are, things to say. We are we are screaming about idiots. Really? Okay. Like there's housewives screaming, right? Because it's like these like annoying, like catty women. But there's something else about this like spread of 20-sums and 30-sums screaming about them being stupid. 40-sums when it comes to Kyle Cook. <laughs> okay. How long has Kyle been 40? Because I don't believe he just turned 40. That man has been 40 for like six seasons. I was thinking along the same lines because when they said 40th birthday, I was like, I feel like Kyle, but Kyle's been talking about being 40. Like any time Amanda gets mad at him, it's like, you're almost 40, which I understand because it would be the same way. But you know what? I would never be with somebody like Kyle. And we'll get there. We will, we will get there because the thing I've realized, and I have psychoanalyzed every part of Summer Hill. <laughs> okay. And I'm glad we're here to do the same as two people with non-psychology degrees. <laughs> yes. Like I, there's just science. Yes. Science to yeah. those misfits. Like, are we getting into Summer House first? Let's just get into Summer House because okay. yes, as two unlicensed, unprofessional people with lots of opinions. These people need some psychoanalysis. No, but really, because I literally could not watch the premiere live last night. I had to watch it this morning. But of course, I got on the internet and I was looking and I was like, oh, Lindsay has crossed the fucking line. Lindsay has done something bad. Lindsay has done something we've never seen before. No, Lindsay actually did the same thing that we've seen her do over and over and over again. And actually, we didn't see her do it, okay? When it comes to the Lindsay, Maya, Carl of it all, and I might break your heart with this because I know you love Carl (laughs) 6.0. I do feel like to a certain extent, 
Carl is still the jackass that we met like when Summer House first came on. I think that Carl has an issue like saying like, hey, I'm, you know, I need to take a break from this or he can't stand up for himself. But now he's with somebody like Lindsay, who is wildly protective, wildly protective. And he knows she's going to do it for him. You know, I feel like one of the things that we're forgetting about Carl is that like, yeah, I think we're swooned by his juicy little butt (laughs) and his little beard and the the fact that he makes his bed and he goes to Barry's boot camp at 7 a.m. Now. Now. (laughs) Now. But lest we forget, okay, Carl, like for the first like until basically until Loverboy came into the picture, Carl could not hold down a job. Like Carl could not forget the relationships. Carl was not, he didn't have a career. He couldn't hold down a job. And I'm sure a lot of it was the substance abuse. I'm sure a lot of it was related to that, obviously. But like Kyle getting upset about Carl because Carl feels like he's like unmotivated at work. I think both are totally valid because it's okay for Carl to not want to be that interested in selling an alcohol brand when it's not really his dream. Mm -hmm. It's not what he really wants to be doing. And he doesn't drink. Makes sense. But also, Kyle, you chose to go into business with your friend who (laughs) never really had a career and and has been dicking around at work for years. Yeah. Well, I saw an interview with Amanda and she said – she goes, I think it's important for people to know that when Carl was at Loverboy, he, his direct supervisor was not Kyle. I said, oh, I mean, okay. I mean, it makes sense, you know, yeah. levels. But I was like, that's just so interesting. And even when Carl was in the house and he was like, okay, hey, Kyle. Like he was like, I work with Kyle. I yeah. see Kyle here. I film the show with him. And what he's not saying is I have to do press with him. Yes. Like I see Carl enough. I'm not like jumping for joy because I, I see Kyle. But yeah. one thing that I like kind of noticed, and you tell me if you feel the same, I saw similar similarities between Amrit and Vishal and Kyle and Carl. Of course. We're talking about enablers and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Like, hello. Because with Amri, Amri's like, I've been your friend for 20 years and da 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 Yes, but you've never seen him through trying to be sober. Same yeah. thing with Carl and Kyle. You, y'all have been friends for such a long time, but you've never experienced anything like this together. Everything And everything that you've experienced has been through the lens of alcohol and drugs. Yes. Like, that, yes. that makes a big fucking difference. And it's the thing that is irritating the shit out of me is it's, it's not that easy. I, one of my, I don't want to say pet peeves cause it sounds harsh, but one thing that I've had a couple friends, you know, struggle with sobriety. One thing that is always like, um, to me is when somebody is trying to be sober, but they're dating somebody who still carries on the same habits that they did when the person was drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you have to be fully sober with your partner, but you do have to, if you're going to be with somebody who is in the beginning stages of uh, being sober, yeah. you do need to make a decision that you're probably going to do some side of, some type of sobriety with them. Yeah. Like, or, or you need to, I, I like I've, so I've, I kind of in the opposite, <laughs> not fully. I didn't drink until I was like 35. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really drink. 
Um, and honestly, I still don't really, mm -hmm. but like, so I've always been a sober person around a lot of, a lot of really drunk people my whole mm -hmm. life. So I, I, so I've kind of had the opposite, like experience, right. Mm -hmm. Where like, I've always been the sober friend around a lot of really drunk people. And then as I've gotten older and I've been like, all right, I will have an occasional beverage here mm -hmm. and there, there is sort of this like different experience. You get a different reaction from your friends who were drunk this whole time yeah. to you drinking because it's ultimately not really about the drinking or the not drinking. Obviously with Kyle, with Carl, we're, we're talking about addiction, we're talking about a disease. What we're really talking about is a lifestyle change. Yeah. People growing up and outgrowing the things that they were doing before. And with Carl, you have on top of that a relationship that he's in that people are just salty about. Like They're, they're not happy. And like uh, that's one of the things that I am, when it comes to Lindsay and Carl being in a relationship, I really did not like Maya saying, it's them. It's them. Okay. Because first of all, we have been subject to Kyle and Amanda for- okay. How many seasons? And How? not once was anybody ever like, it's them. It's them. I felt like it was them. Me. I was, was them this old? Okay. All right. So this episode of Summer House, premiere of Summer House, we've been introduced to a bunch of new people who I actually really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, Gabby is made for television. Okay. Really She's enjoy. show. Really? What's that? She's the future of this show. Yes. We do it She's right. She's great. She's like, hey, I was made for TV. I've been watching reality TV for as long as I've been on God's green earth, and I'm ready to deliver, right? Great. That Sam girl, I don't believe she's 25. If she is 25, I just have to say, girls, let's like cool it with the way that we're doing our makeup, watching YouTube tutorials and TikToks, because Sam, Sam is doing a Lala Kent. And that she's a young, beautiful girl, but then you're doing all these things to your face to take your youth away. You, I've, I was listening to your episode where you're like, Lala looks great, but she looks like she's my age and she's not. That <laughs> yes. is so spot on. That is so spot on. Because yeah. yes, she looks great, but she looks like, like a great, like not her age. Well, I think, I don't know if Lala's younger than me or somewhere around my age. She No, she's Lala's 31. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. She's my age then. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we're the exact same age. But yeah, I I, the, I think that the blonde girl, whatever her name is, I can't remember. I Sam. Think, yeah, her. She <laughs> is going to be great. I keep almost calling her Ashley. I don't know why. Because um, she I looks think, like an Ashley. That's an yeah, Ashley. <laughs> I think she's going to be great for the show too. I really think that after this season, we need to, Paige, I'm saying Paige, Amanda, Kyle, Lindsay, and Carl, they need to go. After this season, I think we're done. Um, give them whatever spinoffs they want to give them. I don't know. I don't fucking care. But I think that we need to be done with them because it just makes no sense. Kyle is 40. That blonde girl is 25. Yeah. That makes no sense. That makes no sense. It, Kyle is holding on to this and like, give him an EP credit or something. Go get your Mariah Huck on. But like, don't be in front of the camera. <laughs> yes. Also, like. Like the room situation was hilarious. I was like, mm, I don't know if this is a real law or if the producers are like, we need to get them fighting about something. Um, the room stuff is hysterical, but we go back to this house and it, you're right. It's very obvious that there's there's the, the grownups, there's the adults and there's the kids. And in the middle of that divide is Kyle Cook. Kyle Cook, who is whose entire personality is this television show, let's mm -hmm. be honest. It's the biggest thing he's ever done. 
Loverboy is a spawn, uh, like it's a spit, it's his own little spinoff off of this television show. But Summer House is Kyle's most most successful venture, right? And as a result, it's his entire personality. Kyle gets into the house. He's immediately drinking. He starts doing his slurry Kyle thing. And he is in the middle of wanting this to be a fun place and and recognizing that he's 40. But also, like, he wants to have his cake and he wants to eat it too. He wants Carl to be this, like, super dedicated businessman at his job, which is his, you know, which is Kyle's other business. But he also wants Carl to be partying with him. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's so worried as soon as he gets there, he's so worried about how fun the house is going to be. But really what I'm hearing is I'm worried that the season is not going to be good. Like, that's what Kyle is really worried about. And I- ultimately, the issue we have here is that the people, the original people on the show, a lot of the cast is growing up. They're growing up. Yeah, And it's okay for them to grow up. And it's okay for them to grow up and move on and not be part of this house anymore. That's okay. Kyle but has Kyle is worst forms of Peter Pan syndrome. Oh, my God. Ever. Yes. Kyle is constantly fighting a fucking clock. Like, he is fighting for his MF in life against the clock. I think if he yes. could punch a clock, he fucking would. And be like, stop <laughs> moving. Stop I'm making shot it over. He hasn't done it yet. Yes. It is so fucking frustrating to watch. Because he does not want to grow at all kyle is literally the same as we first met him yes he is the same in like it wasn't just Lindsay and carl that went to bed early it was everybody everybody went to bed early what do you first of all it took them all like hours to get to the hamptons because it's a long ass drive from the city it's awful right i sometimes have to drive from new jersey to not even the hamptons like just suffering which is like suffolk county which is like out there but not all the way out there i have to take an entire day off and i need to take off the next day because it's a long drive okay so like people are just tired there's also not a lot going on you did a dumb little pool party and you guys didn't even serve food like properly y'all just ate the kebabs off the sticks and dipped them directly into the containers no, no sides. sides. No sides. No like, sides. I, no plates. If I were Lindsay and Carl, I would have because I like my full meals. Okay. Yes. I'm you're not gonna catch me eating like a hot dog by itself, no bun off to the side as my meal. That means my <laughs> snack. That's a snack. Okay? That's an appetizer. Snack. But when I make my plate, I need all of my things. If I were Carl and Lindsay, I would have been like, if y'all needed sides, I could have stopped at the grocery store. Actually, I'll just go now. I'll just go now. Like, go puff something because, like, what is this? It's not a meal. And it's just like, Carl and Lindsay have been going to Barry's. Like, (laughs) what is that? Shout out to Barry's Boot Camp. They got so much advertisement. And you know who works for Barry's Boot Camp, right? A good friend of ours. Who? Tom Hamlet. He works for Barry's? I think so. Yes. Oh, I didn't know I that. Think, yes. Yes. I may have made that up. I thought, it feels like Tom should work for Barry's. There you go. The narrative is now Tom that Tom works for Barry's. Tom will be like, so Tom will show his running path and I will be like eat, drinking my coffee, eating my second donut. Like, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I said I was going to go for a run today because it was nice here in Raleigh. And my pre-workout didn't come in time. And I was like, wow, that sucks. 
Yeah. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was like 45 degrees this morning instead of the usual like 28 that it's been. And I was like, let me walk the kids to school because the school's like around the corner from our house. Didn't happen. So I was like, I'm going to catch up on Love is Blind. Yeah. No, I literally, (laughs) I'm like, look, Carl and Lindsay look great. I think the thing that irritates me the most when it comes to the whole cast and housemates with Carl and Lindsay is that they're refusing to be, like accept that everybody carries on a different type of relationship. Yes. Paige is over here wanting to stay in a long distance relationship with Craig. Gross. Which when she said he's the best sex ever, girl, I don't know, but you were, you were with Perry. Yeah. You were with Perry. I don't know. Whatever. She wants to stay in a long distance relationship with Craig. That's what works for them. I want them to long distance away from my screen. Kyle and Amanda have no problem breaking each other's things, telling each other they don't want to be with each other. That's what works with them. Cheating. 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 But God forbid Lindsay help Carl be like maintain his path. God forbid. And like Mm -hmm. I like for Paige to sit there and say, I texted Lindsay before the season started, well, before the summer started, and said, any problem I've had with you, I don't care anymore. And Lindsay said, same. Well, baby girl, Lindsay ain't never had no problem with you. That's what you failed to realize because Lindsay's too self-involved to give a shit about you. That's actually their biggest problem with Lindsay is that Lindsay is too self-involved to give a shit about them. And the more she Lindsay Lindsay's, the more they freak out. It is. Did you catch... Did you catch Paige introducing everybody to uh, Gabby? And she had the audacity to say that Kyle and Amanda have been this, the most stable relationship yeah. in this house. Which is what? baffling because, Paige, you spent a good two, three seasons like <laughs> one trying to convince Amanda not to marry this man. Yes. Two trying to kiss, yes. telling her and talking back to him. Um like it's still baffling to me that you were in their wedding, crazy pants, as then yes. I would say. Like I, I don't understand. I find it funny, weird that she is now saying this is the most stable relationship with ha- we they've had. You don't like him, yes. You don't hate him, and th- here's the thing: I don't understand why they can't just let Lindsay be Lindsay. Because it's not like Lindsay comes in and doesn't talk to them. She comes in, she says hi. She does give you the respectability and the niceties like to have a conversation. Now, she may not be thinking and comprehending your conversation with you, but she does do that. It's not like she occupies and is like, but what about me? But what about me? Or she's standoffish. Just let her not care about y'all in the corner. Yeah, Lindsay will hurt people's feelings and then pretend like she didn't hurt somebody's feelings, yeah. right? Because she just doesn't care, which is very frustrating as the person with hurt feelings. And I understand that. But like, you're never going to get the reaction. You're never get going to no. get the acknowledgement from Lindsay that you are looking for. No. You got to move on. That well is dried up. It is not going to give you what you think that you need. Yeah. And so with Lindsay and Carl, like I will say that nurse scene was very cringe. Oh my I was God. like, oh, we're opening up with this. I don't love this. I don't I'm love where this forward. is headed. But then like, as we moved on, I was like, they're a perfectly normal couple that is traveling together. And it's it's like they want Lindsay and Carl to be like it, it's weird to say this because it I don't want to use like the jealous word because I hate saying that people are jealous of people, but I think that there is they're having a visceral reaction to seeing Lindsay happy because they're not used to seeing her happy because she's always 
angry. Like yeah. she's she's a she's kind of a curmudgeon. Like she's kind of like a crabby, miserable human being. Yeah. Right. When she's not in a relationship, but she's in a relationship, and she's every time she's in a relationship, she's giving her all. Oh. And oh. so yeah. Moving into this conversation that she had with Maya, which I believe 100% she was probably super fucking nasty to Maya. She's probably mean as fuck. But is that shocking to you that Lindsay would be like, you're going to smoke a joint with my boyfriend and you're not even inviting me? Or like, why are you smoking a joint with – So that Okay. So that is my thing. I 100% can say Lindsay is a terrible communicator. Awful. Yes. And I yes. don't think Lindsay gets enough. Like there's a, yes, there's excuses. There's therapy. One thing I always remember about Lindsay is that this is a woman that was abandoned by her mother. Yes. yes she has aunt Rhonda, but that's not her mom. Okay. And one thing that makes my ass itch is that people will literally be like, Oh, she's got daddy issues. Daddy issues. A woman has daddy issues. And it's like so totally acceptable. I'm using air quotes there, but when it's mommy stuff, no one, everyone's like, well, blah, 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 which makes no sense because you came from your mother. Yes. Like, I, it makes total sense to me that Lindsay doesn't have great relationships with women. I yes. don't think she trusts them. I think deep down, even though she doesn't show it, I think deep down, Lindsay is very scared of not being accepted by women. Yes. Like, I really do think that. Now, when it comes to the Maya situation, I I have to bring some nuance just because I've not been to similar situations. I know how to communicate better than Lindsay. <laughs> but I think it is fair that Lindsay might have had some red flags about the smoking with and the texting of Carl without kind of including her. Because yeah. these are people that have all operated from Lindsay and Carl being single and friends. And in their minds, they're like, well, we're not entering a relationship. Why does it need to affect us? But you guys are on this TV show together and you have to work together. So it does. Even though you're not dating, it does change the dynamic. So yes, Maya, I understand that y'all have smoked before and it wasn't a problem. But now Lindsay is his girlfriend. I have had one of my best friends. She does not see, she has texted my husband like once or twice. And I've literally been like, I don't really like that. And it, it, it the context of everything it had to do with what, which I'm not going to reveal right now, but it did. I was like, I don't care for that. Now yeah. I know how to communicate that. I think <laughs> it's fair for Lindsay to feel, Hey, I think that it makes me a little uncomfortable that you're invite, you're telling me you're inviting him to go smoke, but it seems like you're not inviting me. Yeah. I think that's fair. And apparently Carl was struggling at the time, according to both of them, but yes. no one told Maya that. I think where the that's where the protectiveness comes in, and it definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, came out wrong. Yes. What I am also struggling with, though, is that much like a lot of things on Bravo lately, we are missing a lot here. Because why is Maya crying to Carl? Okay, thank I you. I was fucking confused. But, well, first of all, I think that Maya was schmammered because earlier that evening, she's sitting with a big-ass delicious bowl of pasta of some sort. Mm. And they're like, how's Oliver doing? And she's like, Oliver's great. I love Oliver. Yes, I was like, oh, I you're love- drunk. I noticed You're that drunk. Too. You are oh, drunk hi. and you are – yeah, you are not here, okay? You're not present. 
And then you're going to go and have, first of all, why are you having a conversation with Carl when your beef is with Lindsay? I don't understand that move, Maya. So for you to like go and put pull this man aside, who, by the way, you are not talking to because his girlfriend yelled at you about this. And then you're choosing to be like, let me, oh, Jesus Christ, I hit my elbow on the table. <laughs> I got too excited. You got yelled at by this woman not to talk to her boyfriend. So then you're like, let me get hammered and go and talk to her boyfriend? What? Listen, the the looks from Lindsay and Amanda when they were told that when everyone first got there, like, oh, Lindsay went off on me. Both were like, tails perked up. Because they're not doing their normal bidding. They're getting Maya to do it because Maya was received. Oh yeah. Paige well. and Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Paige and yeah. That their Maya was received better. And like, this is my thing. One thing that I've noticed about Maya, I know everyone's like, we love Maya. We love Maya. Oh, I have my reservations about Maya because I can tell that she's very sensitive. That is her own right. That's fine. fine. Yes. But one thing that irritated me last year was when she was talking about feeling left out and it was Danielle and Lindsay going out. And she said, you guys didn't invite me out with you. They said, we're really sorry. It's not our section. We can't, like they told us it was only us two. Let me tell y'all something. It is very embarrassing for a person if they go and they have not been invited to like somebody's section, that person literally will probably say, no, you you and you can come in, but not you. It creates an even yeah. worse situation. Yeah. But not only that, she was hurt by that, but also Sierra and Paige weren't very welcoming to her in that moment either. They were like, we're going to watch movies. Mm-hmm. And Maya's like, I wanted to go out. And they were like, oh. But no one talks about that. Mm -hmm. no one mentions that and that that's my thing like I don't when people start crying I immediately and they're like my feelings are valid da 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 yeah everybody's feelings here are valid okay yeah Lindsay didn't communicate hers right but the feeling the feeling behind it is valid so are yours Maya to say like whoa I also think it was very I'm sorry it was very very dramatic to say she spoke to me inhumanely I mean, I believe that she did because I feel like she speaks to everybody inhumanely because it's Lindsay. I, uh, but I, like, she also said something like, "You came for my whole life." I was like, eh. I just maybe what? it's a person. Maybe it's a, because I can get snappy with people. <laughs> I think to I think talking to somebody inhumanely is like I am intentionally, I don't see this person yes. as a human. I am intentionally going to dog the fuck out of them. Do I yeah. think that Lindsay dogged the fuck out of Maya over that? It, as by my definition, dog the fuck out? No. Do I think she definitely snapped and <laughs> over fucking reacted? Yeah. It, what is Maya's sign? I feel like she's, she's either Aquarius. An Aquarius or a Pisces. She's an Aquarius. She had a birthday yesterday or the day before. Mm. Yeah, so she's sensitive. definitely very sensitive, but it's like the and then to turn around and be like, it's the problem is them. It's them. I yeah, was okay. like, yeah. So that's the thing. Like the next day when when Kyle for some reason is like opening up his feelings about Carl to Maya, who barely knows these people. Yeah, it was like he loves her. <laughs> you think it's, like big L no, big no. hard? I L? love him some Maya. 
<laughs> this, I'm telling you, it's Kyle loves black girls because did you see the way he was talking to Gabby? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is like, I don't know one is picking up on it, but he was like, so tell me about yourself, Gabby. Like he, he never did that with Paige and Hannah and them. He did not. <laughs> he was, he is locked eyes engaged. He kind of like him, black girl. <laughs> <laughs> he loves him some black girls. Now, is it like a fetish thing? Like, ooh, I've never like maybe I don't know, but he like them. Okay, all right. Well, you're you're picking up something that I I can't see. I was like, girl, I was like, okay, God. I was like, oh, why are you all up in Gabby's face like this? Back up. So. That's also weird because Kyle's like going and talking to Maya about like his issues that like he's like, oh, it was like so tense, whatever. And Maya's like, it's because of them. No, Maya, you're having a private experience because you know that you are awkward around these two people because you had a personal like issue with the two of them. That's not the same thing that is permeating throughout the entire group. That's your personal issue. Maya's an awkward person. She is. I is an awkward person. I will never forget the first thing that I realized, like I was like, and I don't want to, I'm not trying to dog on my, I don't mind her. But the first thing that made me go, huh? Is when Carl introduced himself to her and they were talking when the last season and he was like, so how do you know Paige? And she goes, how does everybody know each other from the city from just around? And I was like, <laughs> Okay. And I'm like, that I th- Maya is awkward. She is an awkward black girl. And I love awkward black girls. That's fine because I can be one myself. But I think that's worth noting. Like she's not exactly a social butterfly. Yeah, I mean, and and that's fine. It's fine, yeah. I feel like with Maya, I was on board with her being like, oh, Lindsay wasn't nice to me, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. What really threw me off was when she went and talked to Carl herself for some reason. And everybody on the internet is like, Carl is so dismissive of Maya. He was like, not nice. Kyle, or Carl does not owe anything to this woman. His girlfriend said, I don't want y'all to have a friendship anymore. And Carl, because that's his prerogative, he said, that's fine. I'm going to prioritize my relationship with one of my best friends and my girlfriend who is the same person over this woman that I just met nine months ago. And that's okay. I think somebody pointed this out to me, which I was like, that's true. I don't like, I still smoke, but I usually do it by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Somebody said smoking joints, like smoking with somebody, just you two can be an intimate experience. Yes. Agreed. Like very. So they were like, I was kind of with Lindsay feeling like, whoa, hold on. And I was like, you know what? It's been a long time since I've just like smoked with somebody one-on-one. So you're right. It can be an intimate experience. I think it is fair of Lindsay to feel uncomfortable about that. It's not fair of Lindsay to act like the Lindsay we know and disrespect somebody. But it's like the the feeling behind it, the sentiment behind it, I do get. And I I don't know if Lindsay said, I don't want you hanging out with her. I get it saying it makes me uncomfortable that if you're going to go smoke with her, just you two, because I wasn't invited. I would feel a type of way if somebody told my, told me, oh, I just texted your husband. Maybe we can go let, we should go smoke. I would be like, I would kill them. (laughs) Am I? I would, I'm, but I'm a person that I would ask. I'd be like, 
So it's that include me or no. And I know it would be, oh, of course you can come if you want to. I know I can go wherever the fuck he at. But I, it's. Mm. Also, um, Lindsay was saying in the confessional or something, she was talking about how Carl was struggling with his sobriety. It was around mm-hmm. the holidays. She had also been sober with him. So like it was a, a really intense time for them all around that time. So I wouldn't be surprised if Lindsay in Lindsay fashion went off and said something like, you don't understand. Carl's going through so much. Why would he smoke with you? That's so weird. He's already struggling, like blah, blah, blah. Like in her defensive sort of crazy Lindsay way, which adds to Maya feeling like, oh, she spoke to me like I was inhumane. I wouldn't be surprised if she was like, you're going to affect his sobriety if you go and smoke with him and all that shit, right? Maya... Like you're talking, it's a person who doesn't have good communication talking to a person who's extremely sensitive. Mm-hmm. And both of those people's experiences have made them who they are in those yep. situations. Where Maya fucked up for me is her going and drunkenly having a conversation with Carl and expecting what? Yeah, what did we expect the outcome to be? And you know, it's just so funny to me because I have such interesting experiences with these black women on Summer House because I'm like, Y'all know where I y'all know where I be at with Sierra. I'm still rooting for everybody black all the time, but like I'm like, listen, both of yous, okay? I just don't like I just don't understand what the end effect is either because I I apparently Maya was on a podcast where she said that she hung out with Danielle mostly. Um, mm-hmm. that like she, Maya really is Danielle's friend, not Paige's. Why she was introduced as Paige's friend. I don't fucking know. Oh, weird. But, yeah. But she hung out with her in the city all the time. But when it got to the Hamptons, um, it was not the same. And Lindsay didn't show any interest in hanging out again. Did Lindsay not show any interest in hanging out? Because for me, if you, if I say you don't show any interest in hanging out with me, I have asked you specifically, do you want to hang out with me? Yeah. And you have always made an excuse. Or was it like Lindsay and Danielle are going out and like we're sticking to our groups, especially like the dynamics with the between the women in the house. There is a divide. Yeah. And Danielle and Lindsay were best friends. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I think we are we're grabbing. I don't want to say we're grabbing at straws, but we're grabbing a whole bunch of different straws. And then I can already tell we're going to put them in the Danielle and Lindsay bucket. Yeah. Like everybody's going to grab their, their Lindsay straw. And then, yeah. but, but in reality, it seems like these all have different things. Maya and Lindsay's issue is separate from Danielle and Lindsay's issue. Yeah. They all need to live separately. Now, everybody has an issue with Lindsay. I get it. But like, yes. I've, <sighs> Lindsay going Lindsay. Yes, Lindsay is just Lindsaying. Like nothing that Lindsay does is shocking to me because I'm like, what did you expect out of this woman? To be honest, one of the most bright things that Lindsay said was when she's talking to uh, Carl. Like, so Carl and and Lindsay are talking about Carl's relationship with Kyle. And by the way, as a person whose first language language is not English. Talking about Kyle and Carl together is really fucking annoying because of oh how my similar God. names are. My first language is English, and I was—I sounded like Alexia from Miami earlier. I was like Carl, Carl. I was like Carl. I sounded like a fucking Yeti. I was like Carl. <laughs> so, 
when she's talking to Carl about it, she says, you know, I understand because she's like, she says something like, you and Kyle, you look at Kyle like a big brother and you've kind of put that big brother relationship on him, especially after losing your brother. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, Lindsay, that's therapy right there. That's a therapeutic thought Amanda right there. And Amanda and Lindsay had the most insight when talking to their respective men. Yes. They both made the most amount of sense. Like I was like, why is no one talking about this? Like yes. we are so hyper-focused on like Lindsay and the Maya of it all, which we didn't fucking see. I can't keep watching these shows and talking about shit that I didn't fucking see. I wasn't yes. there. Okay. Yes. I don't, I, if there's no camera footage, leave me the fuck out of it. Okay. Yes. Don't ask me for my full opinion. I can't make an opinion off of some shit that I didn't see. And I won't see. I saw them on mm-hmm. family feud. They seemed like they had a great time. Apparently they lost. Maya was very upset about it. Like very <laughs> upset. Okay. But I don't like, I cannot form a full opinion on their argument because we did not see it. Period. That's what I need people like viewers, us content creators to understand. Like (laughs) we ain't got no, we ain't got none to base this off of because there's no material. Yes. I was like, I was seriously shocked that Amanda and Lindsay had this moment with both Kyle and Carl that they were both like supportive and like, you guys need to talk. You guys yes. need this. But what I'm seeing online is Lindsay is separating Carl from everybody. Where? What oh. are you watching? Yes. What show did you guys watch that you saw that? I don't understand. I, uh, confusion upon me. Confusion. So much confusion. Um, I also found it really frustrating because when Car- when when Kyle talks about Carl, um, <clears throat> so annoying. When Kyle talks about Carl, he seems to focus a lot of his anger towards Lindsay, and I just see that there is a lot of misogyny in the assessment of Carl's life. Yep, in the assessment yep. of Carl's life. We talk about, oh, Carl's gone through a lot of changes. He's gone through a lot of changes. Yeah, the biggest fucking change in his life is that he's actually sober and he's been sober Mm -hmm. for a long time. And he's actually with a person who's helping him with his sobriety. Lindsay is a, uh, she's a, she's a, she's a scheduler. Okay. She is a, she is an organized girl. Okay. She knows what she wants. Okay. We saw years ago, she had that timeline that Mm -hmm. she, she wrote out for everybody nationally to see if she's with a man who needs a schedule a routine you know Lindsay is like the best person to have by your side for that she's like all right yeah i will wake my ass up mm-hmm. at 6 a.m to go to berries with you i will do these things with you because i care about you yep. and i think that that's actually the kind of person that carl needs to be with i think carl so Carl, I don't think is the kind of person who on his own can sort of like stay organized and be because Mm-mm. I just I, I, I just never got that sense from him over the years that we've gotten to know him. But Lindsay is someone who will stick to her guns with you if she really, really cares about you. I think to the point where because she loves it and she and in over the years, we've seen that level of like of um, care and attention turn people off. But mm. Carl loves it. It's important for him. It's good for him. Okay. Yeah. Now, Kyle does not like that because Kyle needs Carl to 
be loosey goosey. Kyle mm-hmm. is not a man of a lot of schedule. He has no he's walking around butt naked eating cookie dough yeah. out of the freezer. Like he's just a gross human being and he like doesn't understand structure and all those things. And a man and I think that doesn't give a fuck enough to enforce that upon him. This lady has been letting this man sleep in the bed with his shoes on for seasons upon seasons, which is not shocking to me because you saw that Robin Dixon said that Giselle saw Amanda at BravoCon yeah. walking around the bathrooms barefoot. I said, oh, okay, that makes sense. I wasn't shocked at all. I was like, y'all, I get that you don't like the girl, but everything isn't applicable to her. That was Amanda. As soon as they said it, I said, it's Amanda. I literally said that. I was like, y'all don't like Lindsay. It doesn't mean they're, they're like, somebody slapped somebody, Lindsay. Somebody's son's a Lindsay. No. <laughs> like, no, if I had to ask, if I had to wonder who was walking around barefoot, I just know it was Amanda. She doesn't care about much to seem, except for making sure her Zara in Revolve orders come in on time. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just don't understand why there is so much anger against Lindsay in his assessment of Carl's life. And all I can blame that on is it's easy to hate women. And the thing that's baffling me is when, how did we end the last summer house reunion with mm. Lindsay or sorry, with Amanda page and Sierra huddling up and saying, Carl's so different. And well, he's affected. He it's, he's affected by Lindsay. No one ever said, and now we are seeing Kyle completely kind of turn when he's usually generally like able to stay neutral. Kyle and Lindsay have their own relationship, their own friendship. Yeah. Not like, it's they're acting like it's non-existent now. It's it's, it's really baffling to me because no one's saying, "Oh, Kyle's affected by Amanda. He's acting like Amanda now." But we keep harping on Carl and Lindsay. Yeah, and also just because Kyle, you've gained nothing from your relationship with your wife, Except you've not gained an ounce of. <laughs> You've not you've not changed at all. Just because you're both two garbage goblins who just continue to be garbage goblins together um, and you've not grown at all in your relationship with your wife doesn't mean that when your best friend grows that you look at it like it's a bad thing. It's called growing up. It's, it's so called weird. evolving. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. It's a weirdo behavior. You know what? I went into this premiere really nervous. I was like, oh, God, it's going to be really hard for me as a hub house lover. Yep. But it wasn't at all. I was like, oh, no. everybody's an idiot. Yeah. I was like, I don't <laughs> I was literally like, what's y'all, y'all mad what are you about? Stuff that we said? And the thing, here's the thing. The Oh, that was the other thing Kyle really started pissing me off about. He says, when they were in the winter house, the vibes were off. You're <laughs> blaming that on them? You're blaming that Winter House shit on them? I did not watch Winter House. Okay, so it's very weird. Uh, Carl and Lindsay came in and like everybody had started telling everybody like the vibes are going to be off. The vibes are going to be off. They came in and they were like, hey, everybody. They tried to talk. They tried to everything. Jason pulls Lindsay aside and has the most bizarre fucking conversation. About the miscarriage. Yeah, that a man is having what with a woman about her miscarriage. Literally, he goes, I thought like I would have given some heads up. She literally goes, I told you that the publication reached out to me and that I gave them, like I spoke to them. Yeah. And she then later told us like, me and Jason filmed a scene for Summer House 
and it ended up cut which I have no control over. But she said, we did film a scene. He literally was trying to act like I had no clue that was going to be a part of it. And then she says, but we talked about it. And he goes, well, I thought I would have had more heads up. And she says, okay, more heads up than what? And he's like, I just had feelings too. And she's like, okay. It was like, I don't trust Jason at all. At all. And it was like such a bizarre conversation and everything that it sparked, like women online saying terrible things about Lindsay and the miscarriage and like how she should have allowed more space. It was gross. It was fucking gross. So then we have another conversation going on where they're like, we have to tell Carl, like she spent the night with With, with Austin the night of the wedding. And then they say, well, y'all got married in September and that's what that your wedding is when we decided that we were going to entertain a yeah. relationship, but we didn't actually get together until like October. That's what they said. And yeah. they're like, but at the wedding, she woke up. No, no, no. Wedding, September. Month after that, October. September before October. So <laughs> fucking pointless. Yeah. Pointless. Like it's, you stop talking about it. And they're like, why are they saying they got together in October? Because that's what they said. Yeah. That's when they also, to, that's what they also, decided they wanted us to know. What's the point? Like if those two people don't care about that, then why are you still harping on their relationship? I don't understand. Yeah. If 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 you're trying to like like I think their beef is they feel like, oh, this isn't a real relationship, it's just mm-hmm. for the show, whatever, whatever. Which is whatever it is. But if regardless of those things, these people are still together, why does it matter? I don't, that's what I want to know. That's what I need to know from them. Like why? And I think that like Paige realized how stupid she looked because like later on after they left, Austin got into it with Sierra or something. And Paige literally says, you didn't have any of this smoke for Lindsay. Why are you talking about Lindsay right now when he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And like, I have to, I, cannot break down Austin, Sierra, Lindsay enough. Austin slept with Lindsay or had a fling with Lindsay before Sierra. Yeah. Then in the winter house, he said, I don't want anything. And he hooked up with Sierra. Sierra did not care. She didn't care that he wanted her over Lindsay. But then when Austin does what he does best as a human thumbprint and does the same exact thing, you're like, are you okay are you oh fucking k you didn't care about Lindsay. you decided to get with him therefore Lindsay doesn't care about you sierra has pretty girl syndrome and it's not Mm. talked about enough i can't wait to talk about it like she she has pretty girl syndrome it's fucking well she's only part-time this year so i don't think i think after last year she's really gonna be like toning it down oh well i'm fine with that I'm fine with it. Fine with that. I'm fine with it. I'm excited to see where the rest of the season goes. And you know why I'm excited to see it? Because it seems like it's kind of laid back. And I'm okay with that because I'm very tired from Potomac and New Jersey already. Um, And so I'm looking forward to a passive watch on Bravo. Yeah. Low stakes. Low stakes. You know what else is a passive watch? This love is blind after the altar thing stuff. I saw a tweet that said this this three-parter could have been an email because No, but really. <laughs> why? That little shit at the end with Matt and Colleen, I said, listen, 
Matt and Colleen really could have just hung out in the background. We didn't yeah. need, I don't need to, that, I don't need to see his mom's haircut anymore. Don't want to see that. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't need him to see him to tr- try and suppress his anger and pass yes. it off as nervous giggling anymore. Yes. I don't need to see any of that shit. Okay, I feel like Colleen purposely makes digs on him on camera because she knows that he can't, like, yell at her. Like, I feel like Colleen kept making jokes about how short he was, how little he was. She kept calling him a little boy. Like, Mm -hmm. she kept calling him these very emasculating names, which felt like to me, like, she's like, wait till I fucking get on camera. I'm going to make so much fun of you, you little shit. I cannot wait to divorce you. Well, I don't know why. She might as well just go back to her fucking apartment where she lives, not with her (laughs) husband. Yeah. The dog thing was such a weird excuse. She was like, we're, we haven't moved it together because he won't neuter his dog. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. The whole That thing all around irritated the shit out of me because one, of course, Matt's a guy that's like, I'm not taking away his manhood. Oh, he sucks. Okay. Also, anybody who's quoting Borat in the year 2023 when that movie came out in 2005 can go fuck themselves. Okay. Why are you quoting Borat? How you have no personality. Get off my TV, Matt. I don't want to see you anymore. I really don't. I don't want to hear about your trust issues. I don't. I don't. I'm <laughs> like, got to Colleen's like, we have to stay together because we both said yes. No, baby, go. No. How about you call somebody from season two? Ayana and Jared, Danielle and Red Face. Nick. I should Nick. Say that. Sweaty face. <laughs> yeah. Who's that guy? Nick. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Like, we give them a call. Yeah. A divorce yeah. is an option. Divorce is an option. Okay. Um. Why does Bartise want to be friends with Nancy? <laughs> we need to turn that around. Because I know why Bartise wants to be friends with Nancy. Because he feels like he's better than her. He feels like as long as he has Nancy around, she's going to make him feel better. Because she's probably always going to have a thing for him. Yes. Why does Nancy want Bartise around? Why does Nancy fail to check Bartise but has all the smoke for her mom and brother? Like, mm. I I went easy on Nancy during the season. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> but I feel like both Zinnab and Nancy have some issues with trying to conform into, like, what they feel white people want mm. because mm. when she told her mom you're too much you're too loud i was like <laughs> you you have no problem telling your mother that but you couldn't tell bartice any any like when he asked you decide right now if you want to be my friend or not you literally were just like but you're yeah. like mom stop mom stop you're too much you're too loud yeah yeah yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Nancy Nancy made me cringe so hard. I was like, you're embarrassing yourself a lot. And you didn't take any notes from the reunion. And by the way, like, why are we picking up on them trying to maintain a friendship when at the reunion, she blew up his spot about him, like, going out two days later and, like, hooking – or, like, trying to hook up with other women and, like, picking up women at bars. Where yeah. do – what? We didn't even talk about that. He also got blown up on fucking uh, TikTok about like dropping a girl off or deserting her 
or something out of bar. Listen, <laughs> this is because this is the thing that irritates me to no avail with everybody. Like justice for Cole, did a ju- Cole doesn't need any justice. Same thing with Bartiz because at the, and I said this during the season, women are still going to date Bartiz yeah. and Cole. Their image, yeah. they're not going to have to explain anything to women, especially the white women, because let's be very clear, those are the people that mostly I see going after Zenob. Yeah. They're not going to have to explain anything to them. Their dating life is going to be just fucking fine. We saw Bartiz treat Nancy so fucking terribly. And then there's a girl on TikTok that's like, he deserted me. He's an asshole. Girl? Why are you out there with him? We told you this, but no, you (laughs) didn't believe it because- you thought you didn't experience it yourself because you, you thought, thought, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing with Cole. I was really happy that Brennan came in with the smoke against Cole. I was like, good. I'm really glad. I'm glad Brennan was like, yeah. I just don't fuck with him. I don't like him. I don't like the way that you treated her. I don't like the way you treated Zainab. All this stuff. And then for Cole to be like, you know, it's not based in reality. It's whatever his wife is in his ear. I was like, okay, again with the misogyny. I can't. Yep. I can't deal with this shit about like. Oh, he's not smart enough to think about this on his own. It has to be like the evil woman putting words in his ear like the little witch that she is. Like it's such bullshit. It, I hate that stuff. And then for Cole, I actually – so Zena was bothering me because she kept being like, I want to make him jealous. Mm-hmm. I want to look amazing. I was like, why? Who gives a shit? He's an idiot. That mm-hmm. bothered me. Yeah. But when she sits and has that conversation with him and she's totally calm the whole time and she's like – because he really thought that he was going to, like, have her snap on him. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to get to play the victim. But he's just dumbfounded and just sitting there like, yeah, I don't know. I, like, really wanted to fight you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm just confused. Like, maybe it's a guy brain and, like, a girl brain thing. Like, how can you say that you love me and then, like, also say that I'm not a good person? Because you're an idiot and you don't know how nuance works. Like, yeah. And one of the things about Cole, Cole constantly says stuff like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. But then turns around and acts as if he's not wrong. Because what Cole said to her when they were sitting down at that party is, I knew you were saying no. I knew you were going to say no. So you knew I was going to say no. And then he turns around and says, I didn't know you were going to say no. Yes. Which one is it, Cole? You're you're a liar. He, him, and Tom Schwartz. The Venn diagram between him and Tom Schwartz yes. is a fucking circle. It's a fucking circle. But I'm not shocked that people aren't catching on because it took people oh damn near ten years to catch on to Tom Schwartz. Yes, thank it you. Really fucking did. Like I, the thing I think the thing that bothers people about Zenob mainly is that she says the quiet part out loud. So yeah. like us as women, I think, well, anybody really, when you have somebody who you feel you've been done wrong by or your ex, like you're like, Ooh, I want to look good. I want to make them like eat their words. I want to make sure. them treat yeah. me wrong. We all internally say that no one really says it out loud because we're all putting on a front. That's like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Like, and I don't have a problem with Zenob saying a lot. Zenob says a lot of shit out loud that I think people think in, with inside, but they would never say that. Yeah. And I wholeheartedly believe that if Zenob were a white girl, the audience response would be different. There yes. is something fucking disturbing about how Cole and his friends, namely his friends, talk about Zenob. When that guy who looks like he was at the insurrection, 
with that girl was sitting there, he literally looked like he was biting his tongue, trying not to say a racial slur. Yeah. He, he was like, like, he wanted to say, how dare she not be grateful to be with somebody like he me. was like, well, it just turned out that like the person you were, were with was just like, not kind. I'm like, uh, what are you? He called, he, Cole called Zanab crazy. He called like, her forget crazy. the, he forget the cuties thing. Like the stuff that uh, Brennan said to him straight up was like, you know, you made her feel bad. You made her feel bad about her body. And then he was like, and you were flirting with other women and you were, you know, talking to other women at bars and all this stuff. And Cole has the audacity to be like, that didn't happen. It did, dude. We saw it on camera. What are you talking about? We saw it on camera. Nancy said that he dated somebody else from the cast. Yes. After they, after they finished filming. And people are like, Nancy needs to worry about herself. First of all, she got to ask that question. Somebody asked her about it and she yes. answered. Okay. Yes. So like, I can't deal with people like, t- like throwing other daggers out. I just said this to Stephanie. I said, this is going to be the year where I keep people on track. When it comes yes. to talking about reality TV, because in no way, shape or form, are you looking at Nancy be asked a question about Cole? And then you say she needs to be worried about herself. She was asked a question. Why oh, Why would she answer something about herself when she this, was asked about Cole? People this exact, this exact, the same thing happened. I don't know about, I think it was like rehearsals of Miami. Larsa, I think Nicole was yeah. asked something about Larsa. Ger- Nicole and Nicole. Gertie. Yeah. yeah, Nicole and Gertie were asking me about Larsa. They said it, and Larsa's like, they need to stop talking about me. They were asked a question. I don't understand what you want them to do. Yeah. It's just so weird. You know what? One of my favorite things that you always say is, I'm a big fan of how do we get here. Yeah. <laughs> it's baffling to me. And like, I... Zena made my ass itch. I keep saying this. She did make my ass itch during the season and in general because I do feel like Zena is a person who's gone through a lot of trauma. And yes. it, it seems like, you know, on the surface, she might have done some of the work. But when you really start, you really don't even need to peel back the layers like that. Like you could just watch her interact with people and you can tell that she hasn't unpacked a lot. Yeah. Like, and that's sad. Okay. She lost both of her parents within like what a year of one another. And now yeah. she lives with the, or lived or grew up with a, a white woman, her stepmom. Okay. Zenob is a woman of color. Like, yeah. I think that there is something to be said. And she, I do feel like Zenob has probably always been treated like othered. Yeah. I'm using air quotes for anybody who can't see me because you know, she, I feel like Zenob probably has dated other white men in there in Texas and yeah. she has been made to feel other. We're forgetting that Cole said ignorant shit about her, where she's from. What did he yes, say? Yes, multiple times. He, he said, he said, he said, he said, we need to have two weddings. We need to have one with your people in the yeah. Middle East. I mean, Pakistan. And I was like, well, Pakistan's not in the Middle East. And then she just looks at him. She goes, my family's in England. Yeah. <laughs> Like that is, there there are so many like microaggressive like things that Cole says, Cole and his friends say about Zenob. She says that he called her loud and angry. I am married to a white man. He has never told me, I can be screaming at the top of my lungs, never called me loud. He has never called me aggressive. He has never called me angry. Like, let's be smart here. We know what those words mean. We know what those words mean. Cole also said, like, when he was trying to make up to her about the whole Colleen thing after, like, when they're in paradise and whatever, all that bullshit that he did, he said to her something like, um, no, like, you're beautiful, like, you, you know, you're like Kim Kardashian. And I was like, 
that's such a white man thing to do it to really compare is. her to the only like brown haired woman that you know who purposely is ethnically ambiguous but is actually just a white lady <laughs> and like like I, I because Chris Jenner is white no one fucking like everyone's like oh she, no Chris Jenner's a white woman like just yes. so we're clear it's just baffling to me that pe- and to say like people justice for Cole it is makes me so fucking mad because Cole sat at that reunion and put on his white woman tears because he's a Karen he is a yes. fucking Karen. And he cried a little bit and said, I'm really sorry. Like, da, da, da. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. And everyone was moved. 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 And I'm fucking confused. Everyone's like, why not, not Why not? Enough, any smoke for Bartise? The, I don't know why the cast doesn't have any smoke for Bartise. I, I really don't. You know what I mean? The only thing that I can like think of with the cast and Bartise is why they don't have so much smoke for him, which people were saying like, Brennan was so disrespectful to Cole. I don't really think so. No. Brennan made it very clear. Like, I don't fuck with you, bro, but you you have to Dude. be here. What we're not saying is you have to be here for production. Okay. Yeah. And also, <laughs> can we talk about how, like, disrespectful Cole was with Alexa's stepmom? I was like, th- I was like, Cole, this is exactly why people don't like you. This is yes. exactly why people don't like you. People are saying that Brennan didn't give anything to uh Bartise, he actually did when they were at that little game place yeah Bartise was talking about like brennan said is she okay with being friends or are you trying to convince her that it's okay and Bartise yes. was an asshole okay and he was like no no, no, no bro because he's condescending as fuck but with Bartise, you know what you're getting from him yeah he doesn't really hide it cole's like I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh my God, I didn't mean it. But then he turns around. Everything that he said at the reunion, he takes back in the gates. He said, I found it particularly gross when he sat there and sat talking to his friends and said, it's a cutie. It's fruit. She's not fat. Like be for real. That's not how eating disorders work. Yes. Also that very, it's very obvious that when he started talking about like, it actually makes you skinny. It's like celery. Yeah. Like, okay. You don't understand the issue here. You're no. ignoring, you're focusing on the cutie and you're not focusing on the actual feelings behind the issue here. Yeah. And that's why you're in the pickle that you're in, buddy. Yeah. In that you're single. And Alexa and Brennan even said, Alexa put up, I did I send it to you after the mm-hmm. reunion? Mm-hmm. Said it, we're not talking about cuties. There was so much more that you guys didn't see. I don't know why, but I'm not going to take advice from anybody that wasn't there. And that's what I find baffling from the audience that, like, these people, Nancy, Colin, Alexa, are like, they were there. They're telling us you did not see even half of it. And people are like, worry about yourselves. It's like, have y'all never had a friend with a boyfriend or a girlfriend that you didn't care for? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's I think you tweeted that too. Like I don't understand why the audience is so protective of Cole over people who in real life know these people. Yeah, like, they were there. They were there. Like if the entire cast is not fucking with you, then I think that we're good. Did we learn nothing from season one and that guy who was like a pathological liar? Remember that guy? Which one? Season one, Love is Blind. So long ago. It was so long ago, but you know what? It wasn't. It was only two years ago. That's a lot of wire. from season one. Yes, from season one, the guy who was with that white lady who was like crazy, and then oh, 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 he had a fall from fucking grace. Um, uh, the guy with Jessica Mark, 
Mark. Yeah. Mark with the yes. with the eyes that were a little too on the side of his head. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was yes. the bad guy. He, he was, was the bad guy. But he and was it the was SK. A, yes. Okay. Yes. And then let's talk about SK. This. Okay. SK. SK might be a sociopath. Oh. Um, all of me keep saying every time I saw him, I, every little thing he did, I said, all of this to be cheating, all of this to be, cheating. he like opened the door for her at one point. I said, all of that to be cheating. Yes. You got your brother here to be cheating. Yes. You're a cheater. All this for cheating. Yeah. I just like, uh, uh, what? I know. What? I just, okay. But I'm fucked up because they did show the engagement and then <laughs> the large gold letters on the screen that say, a few months later, the engagement ended. Between the producers of Potomac and the producers of Netflix, or the editors rather, with these after credits, I would, I would never tell my fucking face anywhere again. Like, I'm sorry, Robin Dixon fans, like, yeah, suck it, Karen. Da, 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 da. She flips the bird and like does like the kiss my ass, all for the after credits to say that your had been unfaithful. Oh, I said I would actually just not. I would rather <laughs> have not been married in these after credits, like not show. But yes. I, she's doing a podcast with the insufferable Nick Vial, which oh. I'm like, I'm like, girl, we couldn't give that interview to somebody else. Oh no, questionable well. choice. But she, I'm interested to see what she says. Apparently, she's in a new relationship. I don't. I, I I just cannot stress enough how much I don't understand SK. I don't either. Great face. Like, so, like, you on paper that ring. You went and bought that ring. Yeah. With money. And not only, let's talk about the rooftop for a second. That heart, the flower heart. Yeah. Expensive. Very. Somebody had to pay for those people to set all of that stuff up. You, I used to do event planning, guys. Expensive. That whole setup, expensive. Yeah, even if you're getting a cut, like a good discount, because it's going to be on Netflix, it's still money. Expensive. Expen yeah. I cannot imagine spending that type of money to know that I've been cheating and like openly cheating. Going on vacations with women, taking pictures, post yeah. pictures, not like a back of the neck picture that she's no. post pictures. Yeah. Front what? of your face. The front of your face. <laughs> your arm around this one. Like, Okay, <laughs> but like when you think about that, right? Like how fucked up it is. I'm also like so grateful for Love Is Blind because of oh. the, because of the, the uh, the most audacious people that they bring on this show. I'm like they're the biggest pieces of shit, and they have so much audacity to do these kinds of things. To me, that's ten out of ten entertainment. Okay, it is. Now I will say that they need, they do need to make us believe in love again. So, like, yeah, Matt and Colleen are married. Yeah, Alexa and Brennan are married. I find it very weird that we didn't hear any. Brennan has two domestic violence charges. Yes, we're like, okay, we're just not going to talk about. That. I was like, nothing, nothing, not one thing. Nothing. Okay, I was like, all right, but like. Yeah, we have those two, but like we don't believe in them like we believed in Lauren and Cameron. Yes, of course. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm like, you do need to make sure we do get at least one couple that is like, and like, I don't mind Alexa and Brennan, but I will say the annoying thing about them, the thing that like really holds me back, Cameron and um, 
Lauren. Lauren. I don't know why I just blanked. Never real. They never were like, can we give out relationship advice? Oh my God. We're did Alexa and Brennan are like, we should give out marriage advice. We have this shit down packed. No, no, no. Not too much. Yeah. And Alexa being, okay, this is just me being an old person judging a youth. Okay. Alexa just has big Gen Z energy. Okay, she's got big TikTok energy. And I'm just like, "Mm." like, there's just a lot of this season of Love is Blind for me. I was like, it's very obvious that you guys have been on the internet for too long. Because like every other thing, it was always like, it's the blah, blah, blah for me. It's giving this and that. I'm like, don't, don't. Just talk like normal people. Can you talk like normal? Do you know how to talk like normal people? Just a sentence. Just one sentence. You look good. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like even Alexa and Brennan were a whole time they were like, it's the sweetness. It's the sexiness. It's the – I was like, shut up. Just be normal. Do you know how to be normal? No. No. But good for them. Congratulations. (laughs) I will say, I think Alexa looked great in that dress. She looked really good. Like 10 out of 10. Yeah. I I appreciated the shit out of that dress. Me too. Um, but but this three these three episodes, hilariously, only like thirty minutes each. I was like, this is like Karen Huger's little spinoff show where what she was it, trying it? to figure out what to do with her family farm. Um, <laughs> it, it could have been an email. <laughs> Honestly, I don't I don't know why they needed to give us this in three parts. It's much like I feel when they do the housewife reunions in three parts. Yeah, we didn't need this. We could have wrapped this up. Especially because it's three episodes that are 30 minutes. Just give me one episode. A 90-minute episode. That's it. I think the regular episodes are, like, close to that. Yeah. I'm good. Well, are you going to watch that weirdo show about Perfect Match or whatever that is? um, Probably not. I didn't realize there were games involved. Yeah. No, I don't do the games. It's just Are You the One? which I watched like back when it first came on on MTV, but uh-huh. with people from Netflix, I need, I know that they're already done filming season four of love is blind. So like, Oh, I need I, that. I'm ready for that. And yeah. I know that they were casting for season five because somebody I know got a Instagram message from a casting producer. Oh, mm-hmm. and a, like a legit casting producer. Oh, so if anybody ever says they don't reach out via uh, social media, that's not true. Because they do. It's like you hear that, Melissa one, Gorga. I was just about to say it's probably one of the <laughs> only things Melissa Gorga has told the truth about. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being here, Giselle. Can you tell everybody what you got going on and where they can see all your content? Um, you can listen to my podcast. Just type in "Who Asked Me" podcast and Spotify, Apple, wherever you wherever you get your podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Who Asked Me Podcast and on the TikTok ask or ask at who asked Zell Zell is S E L L E. Oh my God. I love your TikToks. They're so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I think one of them, you said something about, you were like, I can't talk about summer house because people don't understand nuance. They don't. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> just, it's so funny. I, all right, guys. I say it all the time. My fave is not always right. My least fave is not always wrong. Yes. Also don't back up anybody on these shows. Okay yeah. guys, just don't. Um, Thank you guys all for listening here. Thank you, Giselle, for being here. I will be back later this week to talk to God knows who about God knows what. (laughs)